big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. This is Marion Rose. And Lael Stone. And today we're talking all about reparenting ourselves. Now this is such a key element in aware parenting that often perhaps we might not realize at the beginning. I don't know about you, Lael, but I remember when I first started practicing aware parenting with my daughter when she was a baby, I was like, I'm going to do this thing to her. <laughs> and I very soon learned that it was as much about my own inner journey of reparenting as it was about the journey of um, being a mama to her. Did you find uh, yeah. something oh. like that? <laughs> I mean, I was exactly the same. I was like, I'm going to do this with my kids and it'll be fine. It'll fix everything. But then I just realized <laughs> more and more of my stuff came up. And I just sit with, you can't do one without the other, I believe. Yeah. I, I just yeah. think, you know, you can... And I see this actually sometimes with clients I work with who really get the attachment play and and they do that and they do some listening to feelings, but the looking at their own story they often avoid, which is so understandable because yes. it's, you know, it's confronting and it can be yes. painful. Yes. And we often don't see the same shifts in children or the same kind of results I think that we're looking for yes. if we don't look at this piece because it is just fundamental in, you know, us clearing and shifting our own stuff so that you know we can turn up and be as spacious for our children as possible you know for me that's the ultimate goal is the more I look at my own story and clear that the less I am then projecting on to them yes to carry you know and and kids are pretty clear I don't want to carry your stuff mom they so don't want they will show us so often as well isn't it it's actually um you know I mean maybe thinking there's something going on for the child is actually the child is trying to show the parent that this is the next thing for the parent to look at and I don't know about you as well I've so often with clients that we've had a session it's just been all about them nothing about parenting or their own child and they've gone out the door and literally something about the child that perhaps they were finding challenging or it's just completely shifted so that the the um the osmotic level of the relationship is so profound isn't it it is just it, I, I have seen that so many yes. times I've seen that with my own children, a behavior that's just been going on and on and on. And, you know, I'm getting frustrated. And then when I get the peace for me, I'll just say, oh, what behavior? Like it's gone. It's just just so unbelievable, isn't it? And it's it's true. I find that part tricky to explain to parents sometimes because it feels almost cosmically spiritual (laughs) that it happens. But I I mean, I I know on many levels how it, why it does happen, but it's sometimes I think people think it's like magic. It kind of is, but you know, it is them just responding to us and their environment and where we are all, I mean, all of it is just so intertwined. It's, it's pretty, um, it's amazing. Yes. And I think, you know, then it really brings in that bigger picture level that we are part of a lineage and that there's a family field and we have been deeply affected by the family and culture that we grew up in. And as we do the inner work of our own reparenting that only, not only affects our children, but it also has impacts the other way up the lineage as well absolutely and it makes a lot of sense as to what we carry down through our stories and how families all have a similar story of something whether it's 
you know, physical abuse or whether it's money issues or whatever it is that we seem to carry through our lineage of the family, I think it often takes a lot of courage for one person in that lineage to go, actually, I'm going to do the work so it doesn't have to keep continuing on or or look at what this story may mean so we don't have to you know, keep passing it down. So, yeah, and, and you're exactly right. I've seen it heal in both directions many times. Yes. We've, we've looked at our stuff. Yes, so it takes courage, I think, as you say, because it can be painful, mm. but also so powerful and profound. Mm. And I mean, I'd really love to start by just saying, you know, it's if you're new to where parenting, this can feel like, whoa, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, where yes, do we start? Yes. Already we, enough. <laughs> it is enough. We're going to talk you through just a few little processes or how that can look in, in yes. today's podcast. But, yes. you know, I think both Marion and I feel exactly the same way. It, as much as we are holding space for our children, their feelings, their emotions, staying connected, at the same time in equal amounts, we have to be doing the same for ourselves so that we have enough to be able to hold for our children. And it's very hard to parent with such awareness and connection if we are not looking at our own story and doing the work for ourselves. It becomes actually impossible, I think. It just, it just really becomes very, very hard. Yeah, I, I really agree. And, you know, where, where I started working with it with clients was I saw I had all these, um, it's usually mama, mothers coming and listening to their child's needs and listening, doing everything they could to listen to their feelings and not using punishments and rewards and shame and blame and all of that. And for themselves, ignoring their own needs, yeah. judging themselves when they have feelings and judging themselves with, you know, as I call emotional sticks with shame and guilt and comparison, all of that stuff. And I really realized that this is such an invitation, isn't it, to, to really not only to be responding to ourselves in the present from these principles of aware parenting, but also the reparenting our own inner children. So it's really also that that um, double level for ourselves isn't it uh, absolutely and i think i mean marion you have created some amazing incredibly beautiful processes around this which i use all the time too you know, and, you. And I know <laughs> so many people do as well because they're, they're very uh, i mean they're simple and clear but they're also i mean they're also they're confronting because they're feelings and you know we have to sometimes really feel into what our pain is but yes. i just love um how you can actually move stuff quickly. That's the thing that I just love about this, of, of being willing to look at where we sit, where our own story is, what's coming up for us, can just shift stuff, you know, which may you may have held on to for months and months and months, but you can actually shift in minutes or hours sometimes just because of, of looking at, you know, what are those wounds or that pain that's come up for us that is just needing to be listened to, needing to be heard. So it's, it's powerful. So I just think, God, this is your gift to the world marrying this work it just really it is it's so powerful it's amazing <laughs> thank you thank you and i'm so grateful to aletha and aware parenting because really the approach is so so clear and so profound and the the fact is that i found is that we can do all these the same things that we do on an outer level for our children we can do them on an inner level and that's something that's so wonderful that that it becomes this beautiful journey and that's what I really found for myself it's it was through even though I'd done years of training as a psychotherapist years of therapy it wasn't until I became a mother and I was really actually doing these tangible practical things with my children and when they were crying 
saying, I'm here with you, I'm listening, I love you, I, I, you know, I so welcome your feelings. And then, and then realizing that I could actually do all those same things for myself, mm. say the same things to my own inner children, for my own inner loving mother. And what I found is this beautiful journey that I've really spoken to so many people with this, had a similar experience that in doing, in giving that to myself, my inner children would be like, Oh my gosh, I love that. And actually, would you, uh, would you say it like this? <laughs> no, not like that. And I really want you to say this. Mm. So, and then I get that on an inner level, how gorgeous particular things were to hear. And then I'd say those more to my children. And so it becomes this beautiful, um, you know, this, this cycle that actually there becomes more and more love and more and more compassion and more and more actually understanding how to respond to all these painful things. And it's just so yummy and delicious and gorgeous. And I, you know, I think about what it is too, is the, when we journey inwards and give ourselves the compassion, the love, the listening, the words, all the stuff that we didn't get, you know, that, that is the cause of our pain or disconnection or abandonment or whatever it is for us. Yes. When we are able to give that to ourselves and feel that, then we are able to give an even greater quality of that to our children. Yes. Yes. And I think that's what I've learned in my web parenting journeys. When I first started and I was first listening, you know, I was, I was listening, but you know, there was, there was not a depth and a quality to it. It's, and it's taken a lot of practice as I've worked through my different feet, my own feelings and journeys okay. to now be able to hold a different quality of listening and holding, you know, for children and clients. And, and, and that has come by doing it for myself. You know, it's that beautiful thing of what we can, you know, to deeply love someone, we, we really need to be tuned into deeply loving ourselves and holding that so that we can, we can do that for others. So it's, it's so profound in what it actually gives us this, this process. Yes. And it's such an embodied sense, isn't it? As you talk, I really, 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 it's such a felt body, emotional embodied experience that then our responses to our children come from that sense rather when it for me when I was more in that learning phase that you're talking about at the beginning it was more like trying and a bit thinky and it was like then it becomes very much this this felt sense this embodied experience that we're we're really talking from our own experience And, and what I love about that is and I think that's what we're what we'll be seeing for our children I'm sure you see that for yours as well I remember um my daughter, when uh, her siblings were born, the twins, and I think I've shared this in other story, in other podcasts, and they were crying, and she would listen to them, and I could really see the difference for her mm. of actually experiencing that as a child, mm. um, how how she was with them, and I think that's what we're doing as well when we're doing this inner reparenting. Is it is it we're really embedding it and embodying it in a way that means when we're when we're responding to our children, it comes from a, a much deeper, more mm felt experiential place rather than a absolutely trying trying to trying to do it thing (laughs) completely completely and I'm just wondering if we if we we backtrack a tiny bit so for people that are new to web parenting and wondering what this could look like yes both Marion and I often both you know have our own ways of saying this around knowing when there is something there for us yes so you know I often explain it in my workshops that you know, when we're feeling connected and we're feeling pretty anchored and our child's got some feelings or they're needing some play, we can do it easily and it flows and our child will usually move whatever's going on and come back into balance and we're like, yeah, that felt, that was great, right? But when our child's in the middle of something big and we start to feel (laughs) uh, all this stuff going on, 
Um, we can start to feel angry. We can start to feel frustrated, whatever it is. Yes. And that means, and for me, the way I explain it is then it's about you. There's yes. something stirring within saying, oh, this is really triggering me into or mirroring something around my own unmet needs or something that is happening for me. So that's what we're really talking about when we're talking about yes. why we, we would reparent ourselves. It really often is around um, how we are responding to our children or to life or to our partner or really anyone, wherever you lose your power, wherever you are like, oh, yep. like, oh there's something going on for me there. And, and really the, what it's asking you is, oh, what's happening for me right now? Okay, I'm having a reaction, a response to something and what's the story behind what's happening? Yeah. The way I often say it is... Um, I don't know about you, but what my experience is now that I'm so often in my adult self that actually when I'm in my child self or big feelings, it's actually quite unusual. So it's now like really clear and obvious. But in earlier days, it wasn't so obvious. But so one day, you know, another way to look at this is one day your children could be doing one thing and you're quite happy and relaxed and compassionate. Another day they're doing it and you just... Uh, just wanting to just feeling frustrated and wanting to react and wanting to get blamey wanting to Mm. that that tells us that we're in some feelings and it's pretty Mm. much most of the time it's feelings from the past so we're in a a child self and so one of the one of the things I often say is how how old do you feel so that can be a really helpful way another way that can really be a, a sign is if we're in a feeling and it feels really big and it almost seems like that feeling has always been there and always will be. That's another sign that we're actually immersed in a child self. Mm -hmm. And another thing that can happen is, uh, you know, your child might say, you might ask them to do something. They might say no. And, and this rage might bubble up. And what's happening often at these times is our child saying no reminds us of when we were a child and our parent or teacher said no. So in that moment, we become the three-year-old or the five-year-old. We're literally mm-hmm. stepping into that child self and they become our parent or our teacher, whoever was, whoever did that in the first place. And we're literally seeing through like a movie. We're projecting this movie. We are literally experiencing it as if we were three or five and as if they are the teacher or the parent or the sibling, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can have such huge, big reactions because mm-hmm. a movie that may have been you know, however old you are, like 20 odd something years ago or more, we're literally experiencing that. And the, what I always love to say is instead of judging ourselves around that is actually that's the way our psyche is designed to work. That's what's happening yes. with children as well. We are literally in that experience because this present moment experience is reminding us of the past and our little child self is feeling these feelings because they want to be heard this time. They want mm. to be heard. They want to have compassion. They want to have a reparative experience. It's not coming up because of, you know, there's something wrong with us or any of that stuff. This is how the psyche works. And our children are doing the same things. You know, if, if your child was separated at birth, you may find that when they're separating from you and when they're going to school, they have big, big feelings because mm. separation reminds them of the original thing. So it's yes. really normal and natural. Yes. These child selves show up. The beauty is the more we can understand the, and cooperate with the process and mm. listen to these inner children often, you know, maybe not right in the middle <laughs> of when mm. we're having the reaction to our child, you know, the more we can respond from our adult self because we're listening to those lovely mm. children and hearing their Yes, I, I, I love all of that. You, you explain it so beautifully. I, I often kind of joke that we're 
we're often all just children walking around <laughs> just, and we're often four-year-olds in relationship with our intimate partners because yes. you yes. know of course we, we choose these partners that are going to help us process and yes. heal our wounds and move through it so we yeah. we just keep you know four-year-olds end up having these discussions <laughs> which are, like it's quite I mean and when I think you understand this yes. it becomes so clear to see it becomes almost funny yes and because you're like oh my god like you know my five-year-old's right here uh, and and I just find it becomes the most empowering thing you can do because yes. it allows you to take ownership of who you are and how you're feeling so you know if you can get into the habit of when you are feeling something brewing or rising and just acknowledging oh gosh exactly as you said how old am I now or I often say what does this feeling remind me of and you know I'll get a vision of something or a bit of a flashback to something when I was young or just something where I get that sense um then what it does is it allows you to go oh take a moment to go there's something going on for me now and I often say you know in the moment with your kids when when your child's doing something or they're raging or something's going on and you start to move into that it can be very hard to not let that you know dictate what happens but if you can at least acknowledge oh I've I've got some feelings going on I'm feeling triggered yeah I know this feeling and and what I used to do for myself is I used to go yep okay there's something here I'm going to just put it to the side for the moment I can hear you. I'm going to come back to you yeah but for now I have to deal with my child so in whatever way I could I would just handle my child so I could meet their needs or do whatever I needed to and then I would always, if possible, go back to that stuff I put aside and go, okay, let's talk. <laughs> what's yes. what's here? What's going yes. on? And yes. I often found just because I feel things really deeply and I can't I can't often move forward in life unless I've processed everything. Yes. So, yep. so I just couldn't get on with anything I was doing unless I dealt with it. So I'd have to ring a friend or I'd do the beautiful process to get to, okay, what's, what is this about and what is this telling me? Yes. Because what is my beautiful child presenting me to be shifted and moved because they're saying hey mum really I need you to clear this piece around you know abandonment or betrayal or anger or or not good enough because if you don't you're just going to kind of subtly keep projecting that onto me and I don't really want to carry that so um let me behave in this way so you really get it (laughs) let me me gift you this I mean that's the beautiful thing let me gift you let me help you our beautiful children are our teachers they're so so clever we're doing it yeah so I I would like to add because I'd I'd love you to talk through a bit more of what that looks Marion but the first thing I say too and we we are so big on this always is about the compassion piece you know so when we do find that we lose our energy or our center or we get angry or whatever you know it is not helpful at all to to go into you know I'm a no good mom and you know or dad and and I haven't done well, but really to start with, oh, compassion, gosh, there must be something brewing within me. There must be some pain there and and I'm going to gently, gently just wrap that in a ball of compassion and then venture in, you know, and and see what's there. So the compassion bit is just so important, isn't it? So important. important. Yeah, and it's really that, again, that parallel of aware parenting. You know, if our child's got some feelings rather than judging them or doing all the the shame or judgment sticks is doing the same for ourselves if we've got Mm. feelings bubbling up and I love the way you do I also sometimes do and this is also helpful in other places not only parenting Mm. um I often imagine my younger little part kind of 
tucked behind my skirt or under my arm mm-hmm. and I'll say something similar. I know, little, little Marion, I hear you, sweetheart. <laughs> right here, I'm going to come back to you. Yes. You don't yes. need to do this. I often find that a really helpful thing to say. Mm-hmm. I'm here, I've got this, I, I know, mm-hmm. I've got you, I'll come back to you later. But I'm So because, you know, a three-year-old us is not going to be responding <laughs> very helpfully to our outer children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely. Completely. So Marion, do you want to talk through about, I guess, the steps that you would guide someone through or that you do for you yes. when you are having a reaction or response is coming up? You know, what, what are the steps that you take? Yes. So in the moment like you, I mean, often it is doing something short term to uh, until we can go and do a deeper process. So I would do something like you. I would also Sometimes I even imagine like, so another thing's really helpful I found, I don't know if you have too, is if I know there's a theme. So if I'm working with a theme and I haven't worked through it all yet, I'll know that. So I remember for my daughter, I went through a phase where if she didn't respond to me, teenager, she didn't always respond. That would remind me of being a little baby in an incubator, not having anyone respond to me. So I got quite familiar with, ah, okay. When she does that, and if I'm having this response, this is baby me. So it can be really helpful as well. I talk about the cartography of the psyche, that we start to get familiar, you know, and often if we have a girl, we may respond to things from what happened with our mom. And if we have a boy, it might be with our dad. Not always that way. So we start to also get familiar about our responses. So when we, when we start to go into the inner child, we can, we can actually know, oh, okay, this is three-year-old me. And so we can really acknowledge that again to help us be in our adult self. Um, but then what I would, uh, another thing I find really helpful as well, is if we already have that theme and we know that this, this, these feelings and these things that we would really like to say <laughs> that we really don't want to say to our child, we would really like to say to them to our mum or our dad or the teacher or the sibling is actually almost to just turn, move our direction a little bit away from our mm-hmm. child into another yes. direction and almost like in our minds, say the words, <laughs> To, mm-hmm. to, the, to that person from the past. So we're really just taking that energy. It's not about a child. The child is just helping us remember that. That can be another little just in the moment thing that can help us just to move through it enough to come mm. back to being adult self. But mm. then when we go away, what I like to do is go through the whole process. So my inner loving presence process that I developed, which is actually going back and asking that first question, what does this remind me of? Mm. Um, beautiful question. Do you know, I realized that I always thought I made that up as well. And I realized when I went through some old notes from a workshop with Aletha Salter, mm-hmm. who founded the founded Aware Parenting, is that I got it from her and I didn't <laughs> <even> realize. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Aletha, you're wonderful. Yes. Um, to go through, uh, what does this remind me of? How old do I feel? And what we're aiming to do for me is, and what I love about Aware Parenting is, is children cannot do the healing on their own. Mm. Feelings to be healing, they need to have generally another adult or you know a much older child who can be really present. But generally, it's an adult who can be present mm. with the feelings. That's what makes it healing. So it's yes. the hearing of the feelings by someone else and a reparative experience. So you know, if it, if we were treated in a harsh way, it's receiving compassion and receiving a different response. So. Um, that's what we're doing internally as well. So for me, I have my inner loving crew. There needs mm. to be a sense of some, so so if it's your inner child, it might be you as the parent being with your inner child, but it needs to be that sense that we are not alone 
this yes. time with these yes. feelings. Otherwise we can just recreate and repeat yes. and feel the feelings and be alone again. And just, you know, mm. that doesn't necessarily lead to healing. That's why also sometimes when it's really big and we've got really big feelings and we're really immersed in them, we need to actually phone a friend as you were yes. talking. Sometimes we, we don't have that inner capacity. That's yes. reach out to a friend when we're so immersed in that child self. Yes. So important to know. And I'm sure everybody knows that it's always very easy to see everybody else's stuff <laughs> but your own. Oh, yeah. Like, no, 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 yeah. no. I mean, we even do that for each other. Yes, like, Mary do. and I do that. Like, yeah. sometimes I'm like, I can't get this piece. I don't know yeah. what this is. Yeah. And so, um, can you just ask me the question? Do you know what I did the other day? <laughs> Which was what? so funny. I was right in the middle of some feelings yes. and I knew they were sitting there, but, and I was asking myself the stuff, but I couldn't get it. But I actually, I said to my husband, can yes. you ask me this question? <laughs> Even yes. though I I wrote down the question yes. for people to ask yes. me. Yes. I needed somebody else to ask me. Yes. And I said, and then just can you listen to whatever I say? And oh. so, and then can you ask me this? And it was really, it was so funny. I was laughing at myself, but I actually needed somebody else to ask me those questions yes. so I could get into what the feeling was so I could get that clarity so then I could you know move whatever I needed within it but it was it was pretty funny that I actually wrote it down and said just be the person that asked me because <laughs> when you're in it it can be very very hard be. to feel yeah. what is what it's actually really about because as you say it's often we're flooded with that four-year-old you know yep. and that four-year-old doesn't necessarily have all that understanding of what's happening mm. and we're right back in there and yes. you know that can be really tricky yeah, and actually, I'm really glad that you've named the flooding because if this work, if you haven't really done any inner work before, it's actually really important to. It's often we do need someone external mm, to yes. start with. We need someone to model that who is comfortable with feelings, who can yes. reflect back with compassion, yes. so that we internalize that because that's what is designed to happen the first time around. That's what we're aiming with aware parenting when we respond to our children. How we respond to them becomes their own inner response. So when we listen compassionately to their feelings, and I hear you and I'm listening. That's what they internalize for themselves. And of mm. course, if we didn't receive that, which most of us didn't growing up in this culture, we often do actually need to receive it from mm. outside, whether that's an individual, whether that's an empathy buddy, whether that's a, a professional that we pay, whether that's a group mm. a, around, you know, mm. a parenting group, whatever it is, we often do need to receive that externally. Yes first of all, and to 100% agree. So important. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do a, a little bit of a, you know, for anyone listening, the other thing is to always really, um, to go gently and slowly with this. If this works new to you as well, I wouldn't recommend going and, okay, I'm going to go and listen to my two-year-old and I'm just going to, you know, especially if you have experienced any, um, you know, really trauma or, you know, big things happening. This is something to be really, that the mm. psyche is, um, you know, a treasure trove and we need to really mm. respect it and go slowly and mm. go carefully and, and check in with ourselves before mm. you do any of this kind of work. Is this, is this for me, does this feel too much? Am I starting to feel flooded? If you're ever feeling flooded and overwhelmed and it feels big, that's the time to pause and actually yes. go and get some help from someone else. Yes, I agree totally. And I feel like when you start journeying to the the inner work we do need a guide I, I absolutely agree with you and I have had beautiful guides and mentors my whole life yes. who have been there to hold and embody for me what I wanted to become because yes. it we can't often 
be it unless we've seen it or unless we've felt what that feels like. So I absolutely, yes, yes, you know, I really do recommend that in the journey. And then once I think you've done it for a while and you know it, then it is easier to to do it and then you can actually do the process yourself. But, you know, I so agree with you. This beautiful saying, you've got to go as fast as the slowest part of you. Sometimes (laughs) the slowest part of you is just like, oh, I've got feelings. Yes, yes. I, I might think about that or I might write something down or I, I might just talk, you know, it's gentle, gentle. I mean, gentle. we you'll probably, if we say this again, gentle compassion. <laughs> yes, gentle, compassion. compassion. It's like our, it's like a catchphrase because it just, <laughs> it is just so harshness and, and judgment. It just, it does nothing for us. It keeps yeah. us so stuck. You know, we really, really do need that for ourselves. And I, and I love that the more we do that for ourselves, the more we are able to do that for our children and for others in our lives. And, you know, that's super important. So important. Yeah, so um, I was going to so go back because we, we didn't going. finish the rest of the steps. Yes, let's keep going. Mm. Is that what you were going to say? Yes, yes. Yeah, right. keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going through each step of this process as, as we would might be thinking about with our child but having a, a sense of another presence with us. So it might be us mm-hmm. as an adult, as a as our inner parent with our mm. inner child. So we're going through these questions and each time responding with compassion. So it mm. may be, uh, what, what are you thinking, sweetheart? And it might be, um, they don't care about me. They never listen to me. <laughs> and I really hear you, sweetheart. They, they, that's your experience. They really don't care about you. They really don't listen to you. I'm right here. I'm listening. This is something you can do in a journal. You can, I call it the two column technique you can have your inner child on the left you can respond from the loving compassionate presence however you do that on the right and to keep on responding until there's that sense of relief like a sense Mm. of being heard Mm. and then it's moving on to the next question which is how how do you feel Mm. and it might be i feel really sad i feel scared i feel overwhelmed feel sad i really and so again responding i really hear that you feel sad sweetheart i'm right here listening Mm. you want to share more i feel so sad i know Mm. you feel really sad i so hear you i'm here Mm. again till there's that sense of being heard each time and that that often there's a sense of i I often find for me i don't know if you find this now is even when my inner loving mother says to me something like i'm just the basics i go back to again and again is i'm right here i'm listening even if i'm tired i'm right i really hear that Mm. you're tired sweetheart Mm. to adult me there's almost always this sigh of relief of like, oh, I'm, I'm mm. being heard. Mm. It's magic. It's so magic. It's so magic because, again, it, and I we've said this on other podcasts, if we, we look back at, to the wounds or to the parts that felt, um, you know, hurt for us, they always come back to that we didn't feel seen or heard or we did not get our needs met in yep. in those bigger feelings and so it's the same you're, you're exactly right it's it's the same essence that we all deeply need we just have different stories that they've played out with but that sense of presence of I, I see you and I'm here for you or it's just it really is it's like this magic balm to help us know that it that we're safe yes yeah and I think again the more we experience that internally or from or from another adult so oh my gosh it actually feels so wonderful doesn't it to simply be yes. heard and i think our, in that culture it's it, it's still very foreign in our culture yes. simply if a child's upset 
I, I see that you're upset, sweetheart. I'm listening mm-hmm. rather than trying to fix it or you're okay or mm-hmm. no, what about this or mm-hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't do it like that or there's no need to be upset or mm-hmm. any of those things. Simply, I, I hear you. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. The most mm-hmm. wonderful and simple gift that we can give any other human being, isn't it? Really? Yes, it is. It <laughs> is. And from there, is there anything else that you do from that step there after giving them the words that they yes. probably needed? So, yeah, just keeping them going so the next step is to listen to what we what you needed so often it might be like i need to be heard i need a hug i need to be yeah i need to choose so again giving empathy i really hear you sweetheart i hear that you need that of course you Mm -hmm. do of course you need to be heard i'm right here so it's a whole process of going through um what do you need to say so again what i love about this and working with clients i don't know again if you've heard it i think people often think if they've got things with their parents, they actually need to go and tell their parents and say yes. all the things that they want to say to their parents. And that can be wonderful if your parent has the capacity to listen compassionately to you and not go into whole loads of either uh, attack, mm-hmm. <laughs> anger, or self-judgment. Mm-hmm. Many people have. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we can actually go and do all these things and actually say all the things, our inner children can say all the things that they didn't get to say mm. lovingly heard. That can be the most profoundly powerful thing that we don't necessarily need to say any of this to our parents. And that can transform if our parents are still around in the world, can actually transform the relationship through doing it in this inner process. Again, really powerful. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I agree with you. So, so powerful. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing so, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and then the so, next yeah. step is what would you like to hear? So again, mm-hmm. we get to hear what we would have liked to have heard, which again can be so powerful and can also help give us clues about what our, children would like to hear so for example i have an example that i didn't ever used to say sorry i used to say my apologies because from learning nonviolent communication anyway then i did quite a lot of inner loving presence processes ilpps and in those my inner child really <laughs> at particular ages really wanted to hear from particular people mm. i am so sorry that i did that to you and it was mm. so satisfying and they'd say my apologies and i and my inner child, any five-year-old would go, no, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, I am really sorry. <laughs> so through hearing those phrases, I got to hear, okay, that's actually, that, that mm. feels more satisfying. So I try that out on my outer children. Mm. Um, and then mm. the last thing I'm, is, what, what, what are the reparative, is there any reparative experience that you want to have again? So it's like going in a time machine, time portal. You're getting to have heard all the feelings heard, all the needs, all of that, and to get to experience what you didn't experience. And, uh, and you know, I've just found it so profound so many yes. times. Where I've done other kinds of therapy and gone through these things a million times and simply actually just getting to say the things and getting to hear the things and the relief and they're like, oh, great. Mm, it's done. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I was going to share a story of how this yes, actually looked. So this was, yeah, this, just, this happened last year with my daughter who was 10 at the time. And, yes. again, incredible how life just gives you experiences so she was playing in a basketball team at school basketball team you know wasn't that great and she didn't really love it and she had she had some other friends in another team and they said come and play on our team and so she said to me I want to go play on the other team and I was like awesome I really support you to what you want to do you know we'll, we'll tell the other team that's fine so we said to the team that she didn't like being on, look, we're going to change teams. There's another opportunity here. We waited till the end of the season. Yep. And then we'll change for the, for the next round. 
And one mother on the team got so angry and really just a lot of vitriol towards me and my daughter of how dare you do this and you are letting the team down and how do you think the girls on the team are going to feel because Tali's leaving. And, you know, that was obviously her response. To I could easily see that there was a big reaction for her around that. So that was yes. her story. Yes. But I went into so much shame. I oh. just had the biggest reaction. Mm. Now, funnily enough, my daughter was fine. She was yes. like, I'm just going to change teams, right? <laughs> but I am like on the phone to my husband going, what should I say? Oh. Should I message her? I'm trying to make it all right for this other mum. Yes. And I, am, I can feel in myself I've totally lost my energy. Yes. Um, my, my power, I am, I'm feeling just completely, I felt like a little girl. Yes. So I was like, okay, there's something in this here. So I sat with myself and I was like, how old am I? What does this remind me of? And it reminded me of being, and I was about the same age as my daughter. So I was, a, I was just a tiny bit older, about 12. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, what is this feeling from? And I got taken back to this time in my life where I was in year seven at school and I wanted to go to this disco with these friends, but these other friends who weren't going to go to the disco, they, they weren't allowed to go. And I, I didn't want to be mean, you know, but I really wanted to go to this disco. So I went and I didn't tell them. And anyway, so then these girls who didn't go to the disco, they found out, they told their mother and then their mother ripped you know, oh, through me, right? Oh, ouch. Like, yeah, you know, that's not a good friend and, you know, really oh, had a go at me. Weird. So it was the same kind of thing, right? I was like, oh, here we go. Gosh, so, no um, wonder. Yeah, so I'm sitting there with little 12-year-old Lael in my mind feeling these feelings from that judgment from that mum. Yes. And, you know, and, and in my adult self, I have a, a lot of understanding and empathy of where that mum was coming yes. from and all her own story. But still, 12-year-old Lael was feeling completely wounded and yes. just doesn't feel good. And so I'm just sitting with those feelings. And really when I tuned into what did I need then, you know, what I really needed, I guess, was my mum or my dad to check in with me and go, hey, how are you doing? Is that okay? How are you feeling with that right now? Yes. And I didn't get any of that. I just internalised all that shame. I felt like I did wrong and it added to my story of I need to please other people, which was a strong thing <laughs> through my life. So, again, the theme comes up. Yeah. And, and so I just, I sat, I remember I sat in my bedroom, I closed my eyes, you know, as an adult, and I just went back to that 12 year old girl and I just listened to her. What did you need? What did you not get? I just, I listened to all those words. I apologize that no one was really there to hear what, she, you know, to check that she was okay with all that. And, and then I really just kind of kept reminding her once I'd heard all her feelings, you, you, this is about you. You do not need to make anybody else happy. Yes. This is about you, you know, honouring what you need to do. It is safe for you to choose to do things, even oh. if it's going to upset other people. Yeah. But there were some good themes in yeah. this. <laughs> from this mum at basketball. Yes. And, um, and so <laughs> I sat with that feeling and I could feel it just move. It just lifted. It just shifted. Yeah. And by the time I finished that process, which is about 15 minutes or so, I felt so much lighter. And really my charge around that mum was, you know, was, was probably about 5 to 10%. It was really small, you know. So I could feel that it had really shifted. And I knew there was a tiny bit more there. And, and the next day I did a bit more of that process. But yeah. I saw so clearly, you know, it wasn't in this circumstance, it wasn't a situation where my child was re reacting, you know, having a big feeling and I was responding to it. Yes. It was life just showed me something, you know, and that, that was my opportunity then to go back and heal that 
that 12 year old experience where, you know, she got badly shamed for, for you know, not keeping somebody else happy. So, yes. um, you know, that it was big, you know, I really felt, you know, that I was so grateful I had the tools to move through that. And, you know, I, I mean, like, as you, Marion, I have many stories from my own children, you know, when they've had stuff going on where again, boom, my story has come up. Yes. And I've had to really look at what that's about. And, and I, you know, we, we both, I think, feel similar to this, is that often the age of our children, however old they are now, is really similar to where sometimes the wound or the hurt will be from, yes. you know, our own journeys as well. And, you know, I, I found now because I have teenagers, you know, I have had to go through puberty <laughs> all over again. I've had to really go through all that teenage angst stuff that was quite hard in my life through watching my children do this and and watching moments or really reacting to things they've done. It's been the most fantastic opportunity to heal, you know, where all those needs I really didn't get met when, when I was going through those things. Yes, it's such an amazing parallel process, isn't it? And as you say, it's not only with our children, but with partners, with parents, with other mm. random people. And it could be work colleagues, it could be anyway, clients, who knows? Mm. And the, the wonderful thing, isn't it, that it just becomes increasingly clear, doesn't it? It's like that when there's a, when there's a reaction. And, and as I said before, I find that I used to live pretty much from my inner children all the time mm. and, and I just didn't know it. And the more now I'm living from, from an adult place in me, it becomes much easier to really go, oh, okay. <laughs> Hello, what's yeah. going on? Hello. Hello, little Marion. <laughs> yes. And I think, I mean, to look at it really simply, if you are really reactive in yes. your world, then yes. that's your child, you know, yes. and that's where the work has to be. So whenever, again, we are trying to power over someone, whenever we're trying to use any form of control, whenever we are trying to, you know, forcefully put our point across, whenever we are really in that franticness of feeling powerless, then our child is present. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, our inner child is present, sorry. And it's asking okay there's something here that we need to look into and and again i'll say this this is this is confronting stuff you know you've got to go gently and slowly because it's it can be really hard it can be painful it can really stir up some stuff and it makes sense as to why people don't want to do it like i totally totally go if you're like oh no this is this is like a pandora's box yes i hear you and um it makes sense why we don't want to do the work because the work is confronting and you know and and it can feel painful but my goodness the rewards are so rich if you can if you can have the courage to venture in there yes and should we share more about that because you know i would love to share what i said before but just more often living from a a calm centered place and if Mm. someone is having a reaction whether it's a child or an ex-husband or whoever it is or a husband i just have it's just so much easier and I spend so much more of the time in that compassionate, calm, centered mm. place because the feelings 100%. are not there above me yes. up all the time because they've yes. been heard. Yes. <laughs> so much I more agree with you. Uh, look, you know, I think this was the difference between me um, not yelling as a mum. Like when I started oh. to understand about aware parenting and actually also then see where my kids were having feelings and listen to them more, when I started to really see about my own processes it became so clear when I did have something going on to go and deal with that so that I could come back and hold that space for them and then there just wasn't reactivity and there wasn't yelling and it really did shift 
the, the whole dynamic. So I was able to just be that calm kind of anchored mum that I really wanted to be because I was also doing my work at the same time, my own inner work as much as I was holding it for my kids. So, yes. you know, it's, it's, it's profound stuff, but it's also, you know, and again, so much yes. compassion, yes. challenging, it's so challenging. And, and I, look, I wouldn't have got to where I am if it wasn't for the people around me, you know, and that's where, as we mentioned before, yes. you know, sometimes it's too big to do on our own. So reaching out to other people to hold that space and help us is just so powerful. Yes. Yeah. So I think I, you know, I love what you're saying, that deep compassion for how hard and painful it can be and, you know, how actually it makes so many things so much easier. Parenting just becomes so much easier when we actually really, not only just even the understanding as we've talked about can help so much, can't it? Ah, oh, this is three-year-old me. That helps so much rather than just like I'm feeling this massive rage and I want to just mm. make my child and I'm my child is making me feel this feeling, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Clarity uh, and the self-responsibility that comes is... So mm. profound, let alone actually listening to the feelings yes, and repairing. Yes. yes. It's it's amazing. And look, for anyone who's listening to this and going, Yeah, well, I need to do this, then I just implore you to get onto Marion's course and do it because <laughs> your inner loving presence process is is all of this. It holds your hand through all of this and it's really, really amazing. So if you're wondering where to start, that's a really good place to start. Thank you. And the other place to start is come along and have sessions with Lau because she <laughs> has the most, you have the most amazing capacity to hold space for feelings. Oh, I really am so, so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. to your capacity and love yeah. and presence. So. I love our mutual love podcast. <laughs> we just, well, I think because we've both, you know, you've called me and I've called you and I'm like, yeah. and we've both listened yeah. in those spaces that it's, you know, we know how powerful that can be. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And Particularly teenagers. You got teenagers. No. <laughs> I remember that time. Do you remember that time? There was a thing that happened around Lana and and, and a lift. Do you remember that time? I, oh, I remember that. Yes. I really need to call out and just cry and cry and cry. Yes. And you just heard me and loved me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so powerful. I mean, it's actually. I just think often it's just so simple. It's not. It's really hard, you know, often to be still and listen and hold space. But we, you know, we're so in doing, actually, it's not about doing, it's just about being, it's being present. And, and again, I think the more capacity we have to hear ourselves, the more capacity we have to hold for others. So that's, you know, it, it works in, in both ways. It's, it's amazing. It's so amazing. Funny. Yes. So to finish off, um, you know, we just, again, we invite you to, you know, maybe just start by slowly feeling into that you know, when you are losing some of your power energy, when you're feeling really, you've got feelings going on, really just tuning into how old do I feel or perhaps what does this remind me of? Just starting there to bring some awareness yes. to where that's where that sits for you. Mm. Anything else you want to add to that, Mary? Yeah, just to also really remember that this can be a wonderful process to do on your own. And if you're, if it's, you know, you're feeling that and it's, it's, yeah, you having that sense of it moving through. If you're feeling flooded or overwhelmed or the feeling just feel too big for you to, to be with on your own, that's really a time to actually reach out for support. And yes. there is also, there's a free uh, international Facebook group. There's a, there's actually a Facebook group to, to where you can find empathy buddies. Yes. 
um, so that, you know, it really is time or to actually go and have sessions with Leo. <laughs> um, uh, or, you know, other, there, are other, other, there are other lovely my parents yes. instructors as well. There is, the yes, all over the world, um, yes. So, but, you know, it really is important to listen to yourself and not to push for, you know, not to say, you know, I should do this or I should do it on my mm. own because often um, if we're pushing ourselves and saying I should do this on the own, that's actually a sign that to actually get some support and help, yes. whether that's... Yes. Yeah, whether that's an empathy buddy or a swap or paying someone to, to listen. So Yeah, agree, agree. Yeah. So to finish off, we can well in our show notes we'll have um, you know, where Marion's course is or how you can connect with us if you need to. Yes. Um we would love for you to share our podcast if you like it. I mean we've we've both been blown away that just so many people from all yes. over the world are contacting us because they're listening and it's just so oh my god, it makes us so happy that so many people are hearing just all about aware parenting and how this can look so if you love it we will really encourage you to share it and you can subscribe to our podcast which means that every time we hit release a new one you'll get a little notification to say there's another one now um and Yay. and we and we deeply love if you could rate it and and you know write something if you want it just it allows it to be seen more and and for more people to know and you know that's i guess our goal is that we just want the world to be a much better place with more love and compassion. More and compassion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really is life-changing stuff, world-changing. You know, mm. if, if every child was treated with love and compassion and, and understood, you know, that the way that when children behave in these ways that we find unenjoyable, that there is an approach that we can respond to that's empathic and effective and that we, by, by doing this inner reparenting, we have much more capacity to respond in those Effective, effective and empathic ways <laughs> amazing yes it so is so yes beautiful beautifully said beautifully said thank you lovely so thank you all for being here again uh, you know we look forward to sharing more of our aware parenting journeys with you next time Yay. thanks for being here so much love to you bye bye Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.